And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. On today's episode, we are going to talk about how we find our passion, how we live in flow and follow the path of least resistance based on our strengths. And I cannot wait to dig in. So take a listen. Hi, today on the podcast, I would like to welcome Diane Codwell. Welcome, Diane. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Great to be here. Thank you. Diane is a passionate entrepreneur from Australia who is a certified flow and performance consultant. She facilitates a profile test and personal debrief session to help people understand their strengths and talent, which allows them to get into flow. Diane's doing work online for around eight years and also has 20 years of experience in network marketing, reaching the top diamond level that earned her nickname Diamond Guy. Diane loves personal development, travel, meeting new people from all walks of life, and is inspired by the gifts she sees in others. She's particularly passionate about helping people discover their greatness as early as possible. So they can do what they love. So it never feels like work. Diane's business, Live the Passion, is all about living by choice, not by chance. She's also a wife and mother of two adult children, a daughter living in Canada and a son in Melbourne, Australia. She's here to share her story and inspire you to step into your own greatness, experience, flow in your life. Diane, I would love it if you can share with our listeners a little bit more about your backstory and your journey on how you you got into this area and how you've been working in this area for so for so many years now. Well, first of all, thank you very much, Kristen, for having me because uh, I so aligned with your um, podcast when I listened in, and uh, you know I uh, really uh, related and like taking you know back uh, you know uh, the the memory of like uh, when I was a teenager is where it started. So uh, that was a long time ago, by the way. <laughs> so I'll uh, share with the uh, listeners. It was like 50 years ago. So when I was in my teenage years and in high school, like we are, and we have this great dream, I had a dream to be a chef. And uh, I uh, just had no idea that, you know, I couldn't have that dream. There's so many people I think can relate to that. There's, there's uh, you know, sort of lots of studies that show that, you know, that when we're teenagers, we just really, really believe that we can have what we want. And uh, my cookery teacher at the time, then, um, yeah, she really crushed that dream and told me that um, that there was only male chefs that were um, received as apprentices. And I can still remember that day like yesterday. And I remember feeling so crushed and uh, yet I just believed her and uh, I just accepted that. So the first thing is that, we often in our stage of life then we actually just take is what is told to us. And uh, I know life's changed a lot since then and so has the opportunity. So I want to just really um, express that, that, you know, that was a long time ago and there was very little um, sort of choice. In fact, there was no computers uh, in those days. So it was just, you know, showing, uh, you know, the... uh, capacity to actually be able to do what you want was very limited too. So, yeah, fast forward, I then sort of decided, um, well, you know, my dreams were just crushed. So I just actually, I was floundering around actually, and I actually sort of ended up in admin like most people did and doing clerical duties and never, ever, ever fulfilled me. But I love people. So I actually just saved up a lot of money Uh, as fast as I could, and uh, some girlfriends and I travelled the world. And uh, that was just uh, fantastic. You know, I got to meet people and, you know, I got to sort of experience culture, which is really important to me. And uh, I guess, you know, I discovered a lot about myself too. 
And, uh, you know, I also, you know, added value to people because, you know, I really enjoyed what I was doing and that's, you know, really what passion is. I think you'd agree. So with that, I wanted to know what is it? What is it? If I can't have what, you know, I wanted, what is it that, you know, that I'm here to do? What is it that, you know, I'm here on this earth for, actually? I was quite a deep thinker. And so I just kept asking that question and I kept, you know, mixing with people and learning about life. And uh, then in my, uh, I got married, I came back home, got married and um, had some children (laughs) and, uh, you know, the thing was that uh, I think it was in my mid-40s and um, I had a really close friend and uh, she actually had a son with ADHD and we were mums and uh, she didn't want to put him in program with drugs to treat that. So this is how I got involved in network marketing because these products um, helped him. So it's really interesting that when you you actually experience, you know, something uh, like this, I didn't have a plan to do this, but what happened is I was just really involved in, you know, my girlfriend helping her son and her son and my son were the same age. So as a mother, I got very passionate about helping people to understand this, you know, like we want the best for our children. And because it was network marketing, it led me to uh, the business side of things because it happened by accident. I was so sort of passionate again, following my passion again, that I was going to let as many people know about this as as possible. So it was just a natural thing, a natural flow that I followed, and it wasn't that planned. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I actually fell in love with personal development because a lot of network, most network marketing companies are involved in personal development, and that's because, you know, you have to absolutely understand people. And uh, I built this uh, big business with my girlfriend because we were so passionate and excited um, to be able to help other people. And again, uh, that's usually where success happens, I believe. So uh, we built, you know, had lots of fun as well because personal development, I became a junkie actually with it and I went to seminars after seminars. And But what happened is I came across, you know, the the amazing realisation that everything in my life was within me. My power was within me. It wasn't outside of me and it wasn't any real job that I was going to get. It was my own choice to be able to do whatever I wanted to do. And that moment, it was at a Bob Proctor who uh, you might know, is uh, a guru in personal development. It was a Pop Proctor program called You Were Born Rich. And the program really, it sounds like it's about money, but it's actually about uh, the power. We're, bo- we're all born pretty much the same, right? Mm-hmm. And we have the same ability. But we obviously, you know, as we go through life, we actually, you know, grow up in different environments and we have different uh, people telling us different things, which gives us limiting beliefs, all of those things. But we do have really the same power to do whatever we want. We just don't own it. So anyway, that was very successful and it just kept leading me on journey after journey, doing different personal development programs. And I was in Bali about eight years ago when I came across this program and this tool that I now use, and that's uh, involved in Talent Dynamics, which is actually a certified program that I actually went on to actually use this and understand this. And it is actually a psychometric test. So it's just a profile test online, 15 minutes, but you get to actually, you get to answer the questions that it asks. And this tells you about your strengths and your greatness, really, because really, we can't be great at everything. And at school, I always thought, you know, we had to do best at everything. And uh, I think a lot of people do in the secondary school system. And it takes me back again to this this moment where, you know, I didn't think I was good enough. 
And basically, I think that, you know, from there I got hold of this tool that actually changed my life because it actually made me not beat myself up for the things I couldn't do and it gave me that um, understanding that, you know, when I actually work in my strengths and when I, you know, I'm a people-based you know based leader and that's why I was, I realised that's why I was so good at network marketing and I wasn't sort of good at it such, but I attract, I love the energy that it provided to help people in this way. So when you know your strength and when you actually do this test, I'm not telling you how good you are. We have our parents, we have our teachers, we have our mums and dads even telling us, you know, you're great because that's what we, you know, want our children to believe. But the thing is that when you own your own greatness, that's when inspiration happens. That's when you own who you are and then you realise when you know where your energy lies, where you should be actually you know, working in that energy and what to say yes to and what to say no to, that's when magic happens. I hope that makes sense. Oh, so good. Two things that you said there, well, so many of them, but that I want to point out. The first is I just actually on the podcast today, I have, I interviewed a pastor, Stephanie Late, but she talks about something similar to what you brought up, which is When she was growing up, her mom was a psychologist. And so she was sort of taught that people's opinions mattered, right? So it's the subjective thoughts. But what she had to learn was, no, the truth is who I really am, not titles or things people have described me as. But you're, you know, so in other words, you're using this tool to understand this is what I'm good at. I don't need anybody to validate those things because when you read it, there's a truth that you, you knew about yourself right, that you found in these words or these descriptions or the profile. So first of all, I love that because I think too many of us do let the things that people told us growing up or in our jobs, our family, they they, they define us or use words to describe us. But we sometimes, like you said, we then have limiting beliefs or we question ourselves instead of deep down, a lot of us already know what we're good at to some extent, but maybe we don't have the confidence to really step into it. So I love that this tool and this profile can help people kind of bring that alignment together, right? With who they really are with, you know, what this talent dynamics, but I I love that. And then the other thing is that you talked about was that that there was a key moment, right? There's often a pivotal moment in in our lives where you were at the, the Bob Proctor seminar and you were like, aha, like this is what I'm interested in. So I think that's fantastic. And I think sometimes we don't pay attention to those moments, you know, and say, okay, maybe I need to be curious about this and I need to look into this further. So I think that's really interesting as well. Absolutely. And it really is very simple because, you know, it's how you feel. Like, you know, flow is just a word, but when you think about it, uh, just to give you a quick analogy, I love this analogy, right? So I want you to imagine that you're standing on a bridge. And I want you to imagine that you've got a leaf in your hand and you're going to drop this leaf over the bridge and under the bridge is a very fast-flowing river. It's really flowing fast. The current's just going over all of the boulders and out and through and around the bends and out to sea. And when you throw this leaf over the bridge, it's actually scientific that that leaf will find the fastest part of the flowing current. Okay, so if you can imagine that, and, you know, it's going to just get taken out over the boulders, round the bend and out to sea. So I want you to imagine yourself as that leaf and, you know, the the sea as your goal because, you know, it's really where you can imagine this is flow. This is when you are in your flow. And we call this, love this, the path of least resistance. So what is your path of least resistance? Where do you feel alive? Where do you, you know, just love what you're doing? And, you know, that is real flow. And, you know, you can certainly, if you feel that, you can actually compare that with being outflow, right? And uh, so it's like, yeah, you might know that as well, but then you say, well, How do I figure all that out? So with this actual report that I get from the profile test, the flow 
profile, it actually shows me where your energy lies. It's it's actually based on a 5,000-year-old study of the I Ching. I'm not sure if it's the I Ching or the I Ching, but it is actually a Chinese study of behaviour. And we're all energy, right? Mm -hmm. We can tell when someone's not happy and we can tell someone who is happy. So it's not really rocket science. And because we are all energy, it's actually, you know, where, as I said, we need to actually really tap into where is our passion, where is the energy, where is our inspiration, and we've got to follow that. Now, it's it's often, you know, sometimes, you know, not always possible because, you know, we all got to earn money, for instance. So when I started my network marketing business, I did that part-time. And I think you'd agree that a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they need to just tap into this passion. And, you know, my mentor, I love what he says. He says, if you are looking for your purpose, he says, stop. He said, if you want to find your purpose, go and do what you love and your purpose will find you. Now, think about that. It's so true. And this is where people get stuck because they go to me, I don't know what my passion is. I say, well, what do you do usually when you're out of work is what what you're doing and you're passionate about. But I also believe that we can actually work into having our passion as our business, as I'm sure you agree, Kristen. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Yes, just just go and do something you enjoy because people right. think that they have to have this outcome, this this plan. And what happened with my girlfriend that I gave you the example? I just wanted to be part of you know her being a mother and and helping her and you know supporting her. And I was then you know just sort of drawn in to where that led. And it was just I would never have known that that was going to lead there. So, you know, this is why, you know, it's so easy if you really look at it this way, don't try and plan it all. Just go and go and do something you love. And it doesn't have to be a job, but it could create so many opportunities for you because that's what it did for me and so many other people that I know that just go and because you're in a different vibration. You're in your energy when you're in, in uh, you know, passionate uh energy it's like everybody can see it and also you know the reason I believe that I became so successful was because I was so excited it was a lot of fun this company and you know we had these amazing mentors and all of that Um, and it was just an amazing circle to be in and I just wanted more and more and more and uh, you know when you um, want something in life you know, my suggestion is absolute um, suggestion and recommendation is that you need to look at who is it that you admire that is doing what you would love to be doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people say to me, oh, you know, I couldn't really reach those people. But here yeah. you are, Kristen, across the other side of the world from me, and we didn't plan this. We just somehow found each other, right? And we're in alignment, right? We're in alignment and it's very exciting and I'm very, very excited to be here. But this is the same with anybody. They go, wow, you know, I want to know what she's doing. I want to know what he's doing. How did he do that? And a great example of that to me is an Olympian. Like if you want to be an Olympian, you know, you cannot, cannot you know, be successful unless you actually, you know, do the thing that Olympians do, right? right. So people right. always say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, you don't know, have to know how to do it. You just have to admire someone that, you know, that is doing what you'd like to do, that you say, hey, how can they get that life? Uh, there's something I don't know. There's something that they know that I don't know and I want to find out. You follow them. You know, you can, as I said, learn from them, whether they're in person or not. Uh, when I studied Bob Proctor, that wasn't in person. That was at a seminar with, you know, that was a seminar where he was on, you know, a predicted screen. But I still learned what I need to learn. So just follow your heart. 
That's the whole point. And don't allow other people to tell you what you're good at. And I'm very passionate about that age group because of my experience. I'm passionate about young adults finding out as soon as they can because I see so many of them beating themselves up because they didn't get the right into school for university and, you know, they're not good enough and all of these things that now are really, um, really, you know, very prevalent in the world. It's like, you know, it's just so easy to find out what you're good at for me to help people to do that now because I have this tool. It's magical because really, yeah, I never had anything like that at school and it's just you know, so obvious to them that, you know, this is their result. I didn't tell them. I didn't do it. So that's, you know, I hope you can feel my passion for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and before I do want to ask you a question more specifically about that, because I do think it's great that you're able to help young adults because, you know, we talked about before we started recording, I felt similar. You know, there's certain things I thought, oh, I might want to do that, but I, I didn't think I could, right? Because I didn't have a test like that, or even if there was tests, I didn't take one of those tests. So I do want to talk about that in a minute, but I, before that, I do want to note something that you brought up and it's, you are so right. They say that enthusiasm is the biggest indicator, right? Of us stepping into more success or more opportunities or whatever it might be, right? It's, so it's not people's, it's not there when you go to apply for a job, for instance, or get a new client, it's actually not your experience that they're connecting with, right? It's your energy, but it's when they have an enthusiastic energy, right? That the positivity, people relate to that, right? They're drawn to it. And so you sort of brought that up. I think it's a good point that when we are in flow, when we are sort of in doing something that we're passionate about, so passion and enthusiasm, I think are so key that it, like you said, the more we can be in that place, people want to connect with that. So do you have any other thoughts on that? Like, how, do we just keep noticing when we're we're in that kind of um, passionate energetic state and say how do I add more of that into my life are there any ways that we can do more of that in other words well I guess uh, there is um, passion and you know when you feel that and then it's you know what are you passionate about what are you drawn to Right. And I think the um, thing that people get stuck on is that they actually try and figure out how to make money out of it or something of that effect. Because many times I've asked people, they separate their job from what they're passionate about and they never sort of look at it as though they could actually make money out of it. And I'm the opposite. I say, what are you passionate about? And then how can we make money out of that? Right. I agree. With <laughs> I, I just, I seriously believe that you can make money out of anything <laughs> that you're passionate about because you won't give up and you'll find, you know, different uh, ways of doing it. So, an example of that mm-hmm. is that I'm, if you haven't noticed, an extrovert. I love people. I'm, I'm energized by people. But if you take somebody that's an introvert, and this is where it's all determined in the report. And it's all very obvious. And people say to me, but I never have met, I do all this online, and they say, my gosh, how does that know me so well? And I said, well, you took the test. You know, it's very simple um, results too. It's not, it's not a complicated um, thing to actually uh, read. But then when I unravel the, the way that it works for them, when they apply it to their life, they can see why what they did was so hard and why, you know, they hated what they did and they burnt out. And people will not, your energy is something that if you're an introvert, you need you get your energy from being in a space with, without people, right? That's like, uh, well, Disney, he was, uh, he was you know, um, he was uh, the founder of uh, Disneyland and, I mean, he, you know, he was an introvert because he discovered and he created Disneyland, you know, went into his cave, so to speak. So it's like, you know, the difference of where people um, flow is is very different from each other and I'm afraid. See, what we do naturally, mm-hmm. what you do naturally, you often do not see as a talent. That's right. right? I am very, very... You know, I am not interested in details. I'm not interested in technical stuff because it's not about people, right? right? So if I'm trying to do that, oh, my gosh, you know, I can feel the energy just, I can just feel myself just, 
you know, freezing up, like my brain just gets fried and I, I just like will take hours and hours to do something that somebody else yeah. that that actually drives is going to do in five minutes. Absolutely. So that's a great example. Yeah. I hope so I've answered that, your question. No, it's, that's great. It's all great. So uh, I want to talk about teens or young adults for a minute. And then I do want to talk about how do we focus on doing more of the thing that comes natural to us and how do we let go of some of the other things? So I do want to talk about that too. Yep. But first, for parents or if they're young adults themselves, how can we help our teens or, or our young adults understand sooner? Because like you said, you went through this and I, I went through something similar as well, where I, I didn't really know. I Maybe I knew stuff, stuff I was good at, but I didn't know I could do that as my profession. So are there any, I mean, of course they could take this profile, but are there any other tips or advice you have for, for parents or even the teens or young adults? Yes. Um, I think the main thing is to make sure that we actually ask. We ask, you know, people what is it that they really want to do and what is it that they love? Because I have uh, many, 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 you know, parents that I know uh, with my kids growing up and, uh, you know, they get wonderful scores, for instance, mm-hmm. at school, right? And this particular friend of mine, she had a son who got like the top, top avatar score or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. uh, ATAR, sorry, I can't even remember, it's out of my era, and uh, yeah, um, said to him, now do not, do not, do not waste that. Like, you know, you need, you know, pick law because nobody else can get into it like you can. It's just, you know, you've got this high score. And he ended up depressed in second year of uh, university mm-hmm. and had to leave and then finally got into what he wanted. But that was because, mm-hmm. you know, they took some score instead of actually asking him what he was passionate and what he would like to apply his skills to. So it's really important to you know, sort of look at the person as an individual and ask them, you know, what they want to do and support that. That's really what it is. It's like making them really believe that they can be anything they want to be. But, you know, as I said, usually you'll you'll be able to distinguish if somebody is, you know, an extrovert or an introvert or whatever. But it's not to say that they still can't do what they want to do in a certain way. Now, I'll give you an example of that. Mm -hmm. So if you're an introvert, a lot of people think introverts don't like people. That's actually not true. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes people, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. But they actually like to be able to um, deal with people in a different way. Mm-hmm. So the way an introvert deals with people, podcasts are a great example. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who's uh, an introvert who I was just recently on his podcast and he loves doing podcasts. But you know what? Uh, when you're an introvert, you can stop it, you can plan it, you can do it whenever you like. You can actually deal with people at a distance and you get to say when and you get to say, you know, when it finishes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, well, they can yeah, so how much input they're getting and in, in people around them. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I think that, you know, when you look at young adults too, if we're talking about them, it's with everybody, but they are just drawn to certain things. Like, you know, my son, he was drawn to metal. He just loved playing around with metal. So I had an indication that, and he always said to me, I don't want to go to university, right? And I said, fine. You just do what you love and love what you do and you'll be fantastic. And he is. And my daughter went to university and she did photography and she's just brilliant at photography. So I'm very lucky that, you know, I knew these things um, at the time. And it doesn't mean that they won't change. We Uh can change. We can change our path. I've changed mine to a certain degree, but it still all relates to people because that's where I see my success. I feel my flow and I love what I do. So it, the loving what you do and feeling passionate about it is is the first key, but then being able to have someone help you to understand how you can do what you want and where to find that mentor, where to, to find that information and, and help them to be surrounded by the right uh, course or the right people mm-hmm. is is really what I would say is a very, very big part because when they get involved in something they love they'll usually have the right mentors or they'll have the right boss or whatever they need 
mm-hmm. uh, especially if we, you know, help them look at, you know, what company it is and, you know, some people just obviously get jobs for money and a lot of people do that. But, you know, as parents we can help kids, you know, to to actually, you know, get into perhaps a really great company that really does put this, you know, put their employees first, for instance. But I like to think, you know, I could help a lot of younger people see entrepreneurship they do not get taught entrepreneurship and they're too you know they're too scared to try it a lot of the time they might just sort of you know they're so tech savvy and they're so in this space and I feel sad that there's a lot of um, people in unemployment lines that could be making a lot of money online they could be doing great business so that's where I think there's a whole new path for for young people uh, to discover exactly what they love and then actually really seriously think about like starting something online as a part-time basis and we see it all the time don't we lately there's just these amazing young uh, millennials making a lot of money that's right (laughs) yeah Yeah, I know several just in my area you know friends of mine's children you know they were under 18 and they last year she was finishing high school and she you know just from a little uh, I say little but a side business she was she made fifty thousand dollars last year you know, or more than that. She's only her first full year in business. But the point was, she's just making uh, jewelry, you know, just making jewelry. And, but there's a site online that's popular with, you know, the younger group and she's done really well on it, but it's that kind of thing. She just said, I like making jewelry. I'm going to try it. Right. But to your point, I think one, I absolutely encourage everyone at any age to start something on the side. Like you said, if you're, you enjoy doing the thing or you enjoy the work or making the thing, Put it out there, you know, tell people about it because, you know, maybe it's not your full-time thing yet, but I think it starts letting us see that that's possible for us. Mm-hmm. And that to your point, you might not know how you're going to make money at it yet, but put it out there, put the thing out there and say, oh, it's this much or, and see what people say. But I definitely encourage that people should do that, you know, just try it. Uh, and the other thing you said, how do we, so I, I'm in agreement with you that we do need mentors. We do need people around us that can support us and help guide us and help us grow. But any suggestions on that? I know earlier we mentioned before that we recorded, you know, you can even just follow someone and you mentioned actually earlier, follow someone that's doing what you want to do because you start seeing, Hey, what are they doing? What, what should I read? What resources? So maybe we can talk about that for a minute. Everything from just finding somebody doing what you want to do so that you can start taking notice to maybe getting like a formal mentor. So any thoughts on, you know, both of those things? Because they're both beneficial, of course. Well, I think uh, what you said is uh, great. It's like, you know, uh, when you surround yourself, like either, like we've all got 24 hours in a day, right? What are we using our time doing? You know, like, and that is comes back to the belief and instilling the belief that, you know, everybody can do what they're passionate about. So it's really about, you know, helping somebody to believe that first. Um, and as I said, I do that with the, um, the profile test. But it's still easy to help somebody believe in themselves, you know, to a certain extent. Then to actually tap into that, um, yeah, there's so how many YouTube sites are there and all those things where you can learn everything free. And I loved what you said about the girl that you know that is actually making jewellery because it's when you do it. It's right. like um, it's it's actually when you do it, when you experience it, that's when you find out, hang on a minute, that didn't quite work this way, and then you go, why didn't this work? And then you find out off someone, bounce that off somebody else. And as I said, you don't even have to have a formal mentor here. It's like you can you can be in Facebook groups, you can in forums, you can ask questions. It's just endless now. So I really truly believe it's endless and there's no reason that we can't find out what it is that we need to do for the next step or what is it that's not working. And this is where you know, you will again feel the flow. But, you know, um, if uh, my also, my other mentor says, if it's not in existence, it doesn't exist. You think about that. Yeah. Right? So don't think about it. Don't dream about it. Um, Living your passion is doing it and starting. Take that first step. And that's, you know, one step at a time. I think people 
think too much about the whole end. You have to have a vision of what you want, but a lot of the time we go off on different paths anyway. Um, And as I said, as long as we're still living our passion, that just means that you're still inspired, excited, happy because it does change and it can change very quickly sometimes just by who you meet or what you learn and you get that aha moment that says, wow, I never realised that this is possible and then you just expand. But you've got to be doing the thing. That's that's what I really truly believe and I don't think it takes any more than that. It's like this, you know, expansion but it won't happen if you're not surrounded by the right people or the right information. That's the catch because they say that we are the average of the five most influential people around us. So look at who are you surrounding yourself with. It doesn't mean that we have to, you know, leave home or right. whatever. It just means that we have to understand that um, the people that love us most sometimes, you know, especially our friends and you know, our school peers and, and even our friends in life, they don't want you to change a lot right. of the time. They don't mean not to, but they just want you to be like them. So there's, I'm sure you might have heard of it, Kristen, the story of the crabs in the bucket, and it's actually true that if you put crabs in a bucket and, uh, you know, there's a crab that tries to crawl, crawl out of that bucket, the other crabs will pull it back down in the bucket. It won't, they won't want it to escape. So think of yourself like that. If you're trying to, you know, reach out and, and sometimes you've got friends around you that love you, but, you know, you're listening to them and you don't listen to the right people, then, you know, I'm afraid that, you know, the chances, as I said, if you actually think about it, you know, nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you've got the same thinking Mm -hmm. that you had yesterday, well, then, you know, it's really very going to be very hard to um, actually get a different result. That's where we become habitual. Yes. Right. So the five people thing is so important. They've done so many studies and they've looked at successful entrepreneurs so many times and realized when there was a shift in their life, right, with people that they that were they were around or groups they were in, mentors, they had huge, they had huge leaps in their, you know, whatever it was they were trying to achieve, right? Whether it was revenue or or audience or whatnot. And I think it's important to, to what you said is Yes, we might have the people around us. We're not saying you have to go ditch those people and get get all new people, but you need to start adding in, right? You need to start adding two, and over time that'll start shifting. So it might be following somebody or two people that you're kind of your role models, right? Or that you're aspiring to be like. Might be that you get into a community or group or a network that have people that are at your level, but also people above you, right? Because then you start seeing where you're going to, right? You see people in action that are above you. So I think that's important. And then you also brought up the action. I think it's so important. And there's other people, you know, podcasts I listen to as well that that talk about this, but it's so true. There's a book um, by James Altucher called Skip the Line. And he talks about this, but it's testing an idea quickly because I think too many of us think we need the whole plan in place you know, oh, I need everything planned out. How much revenue am I going to make? How much? And that's one thing if you're trying to build a whole company of people to start with and you need investment. But if it's just you trying to test something, you know, I have a friend that years ago, he was not, he did not have any sort of cooking or baking business, any any food service business. He had a different business. But around the holidays, he just put out to his network that he was going to sell, you know, cakes and different things like that for corporate gifts if people were interested. I had never seen him post anything like that before. Well, you know what? He sold a lot of them because he just put pictures of his product, what his prices were. But for him, it was that early testing of a concept because later mm-hmm. he, he opened a food truck. But for him, that was a, I don't need to have a business yet. Let me just see if people will, will buy it and see if they like it. So I think that's sort of the point is that you do just have to try something and you have to keep trying, right? And then you'll start realizing, oh, what did they like? What didn't they like? What do I need to change? But in that book I mentioned, he talks about, there's an example he gives that I love. He had an idea for an app for specifically for Apple, because that was the most users. But instead of waiting and planning the whole thing out, he said, I'm just going to put it on one of those sites. It wasn't Fiverr, but it was a site where you can go and basically get people to give you estimates for how much it would cost. So he put Mm -hmm. out the concept and he got bids. The people immediately told him, oh, this isn't possible because of the way, and I know this is technical, but the way Apple 
doesn't allow certain data to be accessed by the developer. So he realized the idea wasn't even valid. He only spent an hour and a half typing it up, putting it on there and reading the comments, but he moved on to a next, the next idea. He didn't wait and spend months on this concept. He just said, I'm going to put it out there and see, see if I can just get a quick little idea going. But I, I think that's a great example because too many of us spend months trying to figure out the perfect idea instead of yes. just doing, you know, you don't need the perfect idea because you've said this already so many times in different ways. We are the idea. I mean, we are the energy. We are the product, if you will. I mean, it, there might be an end product, but it's because of what we put into it. And so we just have to put ourselves out there. And I think a lot of people are not willing to because they're they're living in a fear mindset. Absolutely. And, you know, you're right, test and measure. <laughs> but the thing I just want to um, really, it's hard without the um, visual, but yeah. with the um, what we call the time dynamic square, there's eight profiles around that square. There's the, the top square, the bottom of the square, the side of the square and the other side. So you've got, you know, you're introvert, extrovert. But the thing here is that when you have an idea, that's the person who creates the idea. That's the Walt Disney type person, mm-hmm. right? Then, you know, their people, see, when you are in your flow and when you're in your energy of creation, so you are a creator, you've got Richard Branson, all those creators, right? They think in a certain way. They get all these ideas. So the thing about them, though, is if you go down to the bottom of the square in this case and you look at the opposite energy, it will show you how different they are. So somebody down in this thinking They'll be the very grounded people. They'll be the, you know, the, you know, the um, people who like have set, got their ear to the ground, so to speak. And they will be really wanting to know, like, when's all this going to happen? If you're going to create something, when is it going to happen? These creators don't know. They just keep creating more stuff. And that's why, yeah. and I'm pointing this out because if you don't, know where you lie you will actually create stuff and then you won't have this thinking to be able to actually get the when they think when is it going to happen and they might say to somebody who's creating something all oh, right you know you've got your head in the clouds like when are you going to do that and how many times have you heard that mm-hmm. and you know it's the truth though the truth is when you know where your energy lies uh, and you know what to say yes to and what to say no to, you go and find somebody who can do what you can't do or you don't want to do, put it that way, or you're not uh, talented to do in that way and you start collaborating with them. And that's when, you know, you have your success because otherwise you're doing everything. You're actually you know, you're trying to create something, you're trying to finish something, you're trying to promote something, you're trying to find a system for it to get it out to the world, right? And mm-hmm. this is where you give up because if you're trying to do all of these things, there is no flow. So if you imagine the four sides to the square and you've got, you know, someone at each area on each side and they're doing what they love, they really love it and they want to create systems for you, and you say, well, I'll just create this and they'll create a system. Somebody else will promote it for you and somebody else will, you know, do the little tasks that need to get this um, done. So can you yeah. see how everything's got a place? But what we haven't understood is where is our place? Right. You can guess. You can sort of guess where you might lie because I know that I'm a people person. But I was in network marketing. I was completely offline. I never you know, touched online. It wasn't even around much then as far as businesses go. But the thing is, you know, now what I do, I absolutely appreciate that. But here you are interviewing me, Mm -hmm. right? And I've got, oh, thank goodness for Kristen, because she's got all the tech skills and she can put us on a podcast. (laughs) You know, for me to think what you're doing is it does my heading, yet you naturally do what you do well. And it's your flow. And it's just it's just as simple as that. You think yeah. what you do is natural. You think, oh, well, you know, it's not that hard. I, You know, and you were explaining to me that you even edit your podcast. Now, to me, when I look at you, I think, oh, how talented is that? But you're not thinking like that sure. because I can't see and think like you. And I think we all go around thinking 
that we all have to think like someone else. And this this actually makes us compare ourselves. And when we compare ourselves with someone else, especially when, you know, online you're global, right, and when you compare yourself to someone else and you don't actually own your uniqueness and you don't understand your value, then you will give up because you will just, you know, as you said, not have the confidence. So what I love to do, what is my passion is to actually have people own where is my real strength and what should I say yes to and what should I, and who do I need on my team to actually create the flow to get this out? Have you ever heard the saying, you know, you can have the best product or service in the world, but if you're an introvert and nobody knows about it, well, you know, (laughs) I don't know if you're going to make much money. No, I think that's so important because you're right. I think, you know, if you look at people that have had success and whatever that metric is, they, they will always tell you it's because they had a great team around them, you know, whether it's in a business, whether it's in a marriage, whatever it is, you have to have people, you know, you have to have support. You have to have a team of people doing things, but the, the snag with entrepreneurs sometimes is when you start out a new business you don't necessarily know, oh, can I afford to get these people, right? Till you start getting more revenue. But it's so important. I think you're right that the things that drag us down or weigh us down or don't come easy and it exhausts us and it tires us that it is important that we find a way to at least start getting some of those things off our plate, right? There's lots of creative ways. You know, you can barter, you can trade services. There's lots of online services that are very inexpensive now to get, you know, specific things done. But I think that is important because I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of people do burn out because mm-hmm. of that reason. They don't have enough people helping them with the things that don't come easy to them. So they can't spend their time on the things that you know really do come natural and easy to them. So I think that's, that's right. It drains them. And you're right. But the great news is mm-hmm. that as an entrepreneur, like a lot of the time you don't have to hire people, right? You're very right about trading services and mm-hmm. supporting each other, collaborating. That's what, you know, that uh, you do and I do. It's like a different, it's a different space. It's like right. there is no competition. We're all just supporting okay. each other and, yeah. you know, uh, edifying each other and I love it. And, um, you know, I really love your work and I really just want to say that you know like it isn't like necessary to like you can just get a tip off a mentor someone that knows more than you and that could actually change how you do everything and you didn't even pay for it so you don't necessarily to find these people you don't necessarily have to um yeah as you said you don't have to hire them so and you and you can find them as you need them as you said start it out test it out And then, you know, like certainly still surround yourself with those people. And I think the other thing is when you can, you should get yourself a mentor that you can be accountable to. So once you surround yourself with the right people, you know, you get to choose, obviously. And I love that entrepreneurs get to choose who they work with. And uh, I think it's really fantastic to be accountable because we could put off this forever if we don't actually just move forward, have someone to support us and then say, well, hang on, what did what went right? What went wrong? Mm-hmm. What do you need help with? And, uh, you know, you take the next step instead of sitting around for six months trying to, um, you know, get the courage to uh, do something, um, you know, when you don't know what to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is important. And like you said, whether we find, the, you know, the resources, and we, but the point is, I mean, online or through a podcast, or it's someone we're paying, you know, as a coach or a mentor. I think the point is, is we can, we just need to always be learning and then figuring out how can we apply, you know, something, you know, new to our business or a new mindset, whatever it might be, you know, and I'm just getting ready to step into a new um, mentoring program for myself. And then I also mentor people as well. So hundred percent agree. It's so important because to your point, I can get, we could all get stuck in our own heads, right? With what, what are the things we need to the challenges in the red box, but sometimes we're not seeing none of those are even important if you go and spend the time on this other thing, right? Like these can be dealt with later. They're, they may not be the most important thing, but sometimes we get um, blinded by our own how close we are to the to the business, right? So, yeah, or we listen to the wrong people, and uh, I love That's the saying. I love the saying that uh, they say, you know, that um, opinions are like armpits; everybody's got them, but some just stink. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's I love good. that. that is and cool. there's a couple of little quotes I love. They're my very favourites, and yeah. I think it's really they're inspiring. I'd love to share. And uh, the first one is, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. I mean, hopefully, many people have already heard that. Um, I just believe if you get into that space, you know, if you're you know animal lover or whatever you are in the world that you want to be the change, be the change and right. create the change. Even if you don't know how, just join somebody else's group that is doing what you love to do. And the next thing, the next one is um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So I love this, love this, love this. And every time in my life, if you are just aware who that teacher is, because they do seem to appear, sometimes we don't take notice. And, uh, you know, just remember that, you know, that there is someone there that can be your teacher. Look for them. Look for that person that aligns to you. And, um, you know, the other one is, you know, when you um, help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. So it's about giving back. It's about giving before receiving. We're not taught that so much. In my day, it's like, you know, what can I get out of this? It's always about contribution and giving first and uh, there's no doubt to me that what goes around comes around that's that's again what you're saying about beliefs we do need to change our mindset and the old way you know of the school system (laughs) is uh, completely not working in this day and age I don't it isn't I love I love those quotes and two just real quick things there and then we'll we'll start wrapping it up but One is a book called Give and Take by Adam Grant, who's a researcher in the U.S. It's a lovely book because he actually goes and does all the research on people in business, you know, from uh, investment uh, firm person to all different types of people. And he tries to look at the thing, are people that are givers as successful as people that are takers? And in takers, I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know, so he goes through and studies this whole thing and he shows in the end that actual givers, like what you just pointed out, that we all should be, you know, we want to help people, we want to serve them, but you actually do succeed and you actually are more successful because you're coming from it of the right mindset, the right heart. And so I think that's a great book that talks about that. And then the other thing you said about, you know, people around you, but uh, Mark Batterson and in one of his books, he talks about supernatural synchronicity. But I think that's, oh, you were talking about the right mentor will show up. But I think it's, we do need to pay attention to who's sitting beside us, who we, you know, like you said, we just met through, you know, something we were in the same group online. But I do believe that the right people will show up at the right time. And we just have to be open to seeing that like, hey, this connection was most likely meant to happen. I was meant to see this person. I was meant to connect and have that conversation at a conference even if today we don't think we don't understand why down the road, that connection might become super important when we're ready. So I think that's a really good idea as well. Yes. I actually uh, always think of it like a jigsaw puzzle. So like I meet this person and I love meeting people, of course. So, you know, I'm just like, Oh, she's so interesting. And Oh, I wonder why I met her. And, um, you know, and I wonder why I met him. And I think of it like, um, oh, that's fantastic, I just, you know, that's just great, but I never try and work it out too much. It's just like then all of a sudden the pieces of the puzzle just fit in. It's like I didn't even force them to. It's like they just fall into place when they're meant to. And so the other thing about life is that it's about timing and that's why when the student's ready, you need to be ready, you need to decide you want um, to live your passion, you need to believe it's true. And yeah. mindset is the thing that we need to understand has to change. And uh, you know, we we don't have to um, we don't have to beat ourselves up. We just got to be open, and we've got to be teachable, and we've just got to put ourselves with the right mentors who can teach us. And uh, I don't uh, doubt that anyone will find a way if they really just say, am I passionate about this? Am I excited about this? Or who do I know that's also excited about this? That's not really hard to to work out, is it? Like really. Right. Oh, I love it. What a great conversation today. Diane, can you share with us how can people find out more about you and the work you're doing online? Well, I actually just started a um, Facebook group. Um, called Live the Passion. So, you know, I'm sort of just branding 
myself around that because I want to be able to share a little bit like you, but like on a Facebook group because I'm not as clever as you to do podcasts. <laughs> um, so I wanted to um, invite people to join that if they'd like. It's Live the Passion and um, it's just new. So I'm going to hopefully be interviewing people on that. And uh, I know how to interview people on uh, Facebook pages, but uh, I'd love to interview you as well down the track and uh, many other people and just getting people to share how did they, a bit like yourself, how did they actually get to live their passion? Because we can just all, you know, contribute and share with each other and uh, people get what they need when, you know, there's a whole, you know, there's a whole way of being able to tap into that. So, again, that's all free. So it's live the passion. And uh, I've also got my website, which is quite dated now, so I don't know how to fix a website up. So, like, that's pretty much it. And I also have, um, you know, uh, an opportunity if you want. You can reach out to me on Facebook at Diane Caldwell, C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L. So Diane has two N's, D-I-A-N-N-E. And I'm in Australia. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to you know, offer anyone a chat, especially if they resonate with uh, this tool, this, um, you know, way of uh, finding their flow, understanding their strengths and and not uh, trying to do everything in their life so that they're going to give up. So it's really, really um, been something that I've helped a lot of people with. So if anyone would like a chat with me, I can actually send my Calendly link and, um, you know, I can create, say, you know, five spots for that if someone's really serious. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing all this great information and ideas today. So thank you again. And I look forward to connecting again soon. Thank you very much, Kristen, for having me. And I just want to wrap up today's episode by sharing a page out of the book, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert about why we shouldn't follow or worry so much about our passion. And instead she says this, So how do you find the inspiration to work when your passion is flagged? This is where curiosity comes in. I believe that curiosity is the secret. Curiosity is the truth in the way of creative living. Curiosity is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Furthermore, curiosity is accessible to everyone. Passion can seem intimidatingly out of reach at times. A distant tower of flame, accessible only to geniuses and to those who are especially touched by God. But curiosity is milder quieter, more welcoming, and more democratic entity. The stakes of curiosity are always far lower than the stakes of passion. Passion makes you get divorced and sell all your possessions and shave your head and move to Nepal. Curiosity doesn't ask nearly so much of you. In fact, curiosity only ever asks one simple question. Is there anything you're interested in? Anything, even a tiny bit, no matter how mundane or small, the answer need not set your life on fire or make you quit your job, or force you to change your religion, or send you into a fugue state. It just has to capture your attention for a moment. But in that moment, if you can pause and identify even one tiny speck of interest in something, then curiosity will ask you to turn your head a quarter of an inch and look at the thing a wee bit closer. Do it. It's a clue. It might seem like nothing, but it's a clue. Follow that clue. Trust it. See where curiosity will lead you next. Then follow the next clue and the next and the next. Remember, it doesn't have to be a voice in the desert. It's just a harmless little scavenger hunt. Following that scavenger hunt of curiosity can lead you to amazing, unexpected places. It may even eventually lead you to your passion, albeit through a strange, untraceable passion's way of back alleys, underground caves, and secret doors, or it may, may lead you nowhere. You might spend your whole life following your curiosity and have absolutely nothing to show for it at the end. Except one thing, you will have the satisfaction of knowing that you passed your entire existence in devotion to the noble human virtue of inquisitiveness, and that should be more than enough for anyone to say that they lived a rich and splendid life. Oh my gosh, seriously, I think Elizabeth Gilbert's words are always magic, oh my gosh. But I think the point here is, I hope you realize that whether you know what your passion or the signals to your passions are today or not, or whether you're already doing, um, you know, doing, following your passions as a side hustle or a hobby, just be curious, right? Try new things, experiment with new techniques, 
Try writing if you've always been drawn to reading certain types of books. But be curious. Focus on your strengths. And yes, follow your passion if you know what it is. But if you don't, don't worry. Just be curious and keep trying things until that thing becomes so interesting to you that you want to keep doing more and more of it. I think we do need to know what we want in order to define life on our terms. And we have to be willing to break the past scripts so that we can move into better and more beautiful and amazing things. Join our Facebook group called Building a Life You Love, where we will provide additional encouragement, motivation. We will answer questions and we will just give you more resources and support along your journey to define life on your terms and go after your dreams and find work that lights you up. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. And thanks again for listening in. Until next time, have a great week.